Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Connected Families podcast. I'm Stacey Boward, and I'm so glad you're joining us. This is a special Christmas edition where Jim and Lynn sat down to discuss something many of us will experience this season. They discuss ways of responding when your parents are not quite on board with the way you want to parent. Listen in as Jim and Lynn have a lively and informative conversation about this relevant topic. Well, here we are again in the midst of yet another holiday season. Mm-hmm. I got those Christmas decorations up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's about time. I love I love when you decorate and I complain. And <laughs> it's such a fun of, tradition. It's kind of a game Lynn and I play where, <laughs> where I love actually Christmas decorations. But every, every year it's like, do we have to decorate this year? Um, so we're decorated now. Yeah, and we that's are. great. Yeah. So, um, but we want to address a question we've been getting from parents that we often get from parents at this time of year which is about um, when our own parents criticize us for our parenting or, or extended family. At family gatherings, we're together more, and we get, we get those glances, don't we? Or we so oftentimes as parents feel criticized by our own parents or by our aunts and uncles or whoever the extended family might be. Right. I just coached on this this morning, and it's, yeah, it's pretty tough. Um, Parents will get phrases like, you just really need to step up here and give some discipline, or Mm -hmm. this child is headed for trouble, or are you going to tolerate that kind of disrespect? Those sort of comments can really be unsettling. Yeah, I think the, the, as I think about conversations I've had with parents, the the kind of criticism that parents often get is either direct or indirect. Um, and, and then sometimes it's even sort of passive aggressive, like where parents who don't approve of my parenting step in and start parenting the way that my kids ought to get parented. Right. And boy, does that confuse the kids. And, and so uh, that confuses the kids. And uh, there's a bunch of dynamics that could be going on. But in general, there's some ways that we thought about this that have been helpful for parents that we want to pass on. So it helps to think in terms of what do the parents need, what do you need, and what do your kids need? Yeah. Let's start with the parents, because I remember as a young dad feeling criticized by my parents, and um, I learned really quickly what they don't need, which is <laughs> which is when they let me know that they're not happy with how I'm parenting or that they have opinions about it or they don't think I'm doing what I should or how why are you thanking him for doing good or why are you taking so much time with this? Why don't you just take care of business, be the parent? You know, that kind of criticism. Um, I got defensive. I got condescending myself. I, I, I had an attitude toward my parents, which was filled with some hurt from the past and some baggage that I carried with me that I wasn't even aware of at the time, but it made me act badly mm-hmm. or it compelled me to act badly. I guess I chose to act badly. Right. So it helps to think in terms of doing the framework with our own parents mm-hmm. and starting at that foundation piece of what's going on with me. And being determined, I'm going to be okay in Jesus, even if my parents don't approve of my parenting. If you're not familiar with the framework Lynn just referenced, um, we have this saying about uh, the framework that we offer to parents. It's been made into a refrigerator magnet. And we say the refrigerator magnet says it all, don't we? Yep. Mm -hmm. So anytime I'm thinking through challenges in relationships... Uh, the framework helps me to start with what's going on with me. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be okay uh, when my parents are not and to be confident and then to communicate that in a safe way to my parents is really kind of the starting point for, for connecting with them. Yeah, um, and so that's a foundational that's piece. Foundation and we call piece. it the foundation in our framework and we yep. communicate the message to our own parents, you're safe with me. And with my parents, 
the way that I did that was I had to be reflective. I had to admit my own sin against my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't honoring them. So it, uh, the Bible doesn't tell me as an older man to obey my parents, but it does tell me to honor my parents, uh, as I understand it. And um, I wasn't honoring of my parents. So I had to do some spiritual work. I had to ask for their forgiveness for, for being mean and condescending to them. But then that that kind of put me into the next part of the framework, which was I went back, I connected to them, I let them know I love them, I value them, uh, I appreciate them. All yep, I appreciated all cookies at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and then that helped sort of pave the way toward in in my family for a conversation about about giving my parents some guidance about what I was doing and about even enlisting them a little bit in our new way of thinking about parenting in terms of how we were going to correct our kids when they were off track. Right. And this is really kind of the coach principle applied to parents. You're called and capable of joining in this and having a really good relationship Mm -hmm. with our kids and occasionally participating in discipline, even though I will take the major role of that. So once I sort of did that inner work in my foundation and went back to my parents and said, you know what, I understand I was rude to you when you criticized how I was parenting. And I, I, I'm I, asking for your forgiveness. Would you forgive me? Of course, they forgave me. Um, but I want to let you in on how I'm thinking about parenting in a way that's probably different than what you thought about. And we feel pretty comfortable with it and confident, and I want you to know about it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that coaching part was really kind of this other avenue. Like, how do we talk to our parents about the changes we're making? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And to even just, you know, give them some some tools of how they can get involved, um, you know, just to to if they see two kids are struggling and they're the closest person around. Wow. It seems like you guys are having a hard time. Do you just need a little break or do you want me to get your mom or dad to help? So they, they're equipped to go in with a strategy mm. that's comfortable for you and hopefully comfortable <laughs> for them. But, but really getting them on board with what your goal is, you know, that we're really trying to focus on building wisdom in our kids. And that's a slower, messier process than just giving consequences. We ask more questions. We try to help them realize when they've done something hurtful and to take to truly take responsibility to make, make it right. And like I said, that's a slower, messier process, yeah. but we really feel confident in that goal. And then you can share some scriptures with them as well. You know, some ideas would be Luke 117 mm-hmm. or Galatians 6 1, maybe even Matthew 5, 23 and 24 about the priority of reconciliation in, recon- in relationships. Mm-hmm. So those are just some thoughts, you know, especially if your parents are believers that would be interested in scriptural yeah. references for what you're doing. Yeah. So so give a biblical basis for the changes that you're making. Here's mm-hmm. why I'm not being so quick to punish them, because the Bible calls me in Galatians 6 one to walk by the means of the spirit and to gently restore the one caught in sin, even if that's my child. And so right. that's what we're working on here, mom and dad. And so uh, I understand that it seems like it's a little more process uh, than you used to take with me. Um, and I get it. But, you know, and, and, and this is I'm thinking right now, even as I'm kind of role playing that out, it's like, uh, are there some ways, Lynn, in your work as a parent coach that you've helped parents um really help their parents understand what a different day and age it really is for kids? 
Yeah, occasionally parents are really open to understanding what's going on with kids these days. Certainly kids are far more stressed. Um, you know, there's so many theories as to why, but the, the rise of mental illness and the increase in suicide and um, autism and ADHD and all those kinds of things, sensory sensitivities, peanut allergies, etc. It's, it's <laughs> the a, list goes on and on. Yeah, uh, the influence of media and all those things. It's a much more challenging day. Uh, for parenting. And so you can have a conversation about that with your folks if they're interested. And we'll include some links in the show notes um, about some tips of ours, that some blog posts that might be helpful with that. And even as you're talking about these parents that that might be interested, I also know, you know too, that there's there's parents who aren't interested. there, There are parents who are just kind of locked into their assessment that you know, kids these days are no different than kids have ever been. And they just need a, you know, they just need a good this or that or the other thing in order to get them in line. They need you to be the parent. They need you to step up. Right. Stop and, making excuses for them. And so for, yep. the, for those parents who just really take a hard line on this and remain in their condescension toward you, what are some approaches that we could think about for a minute here that would help parents in that situation? Uh, well, certainly being able to clearly articulate what you're doing and why mm-hmm. has got to be a starting spot for that. And then, you know, if if grandparents are jumping in and being harsh, it's like, hey, mom, dad, so appreciate your desire to help out, but um, I got this and I'm going to take uh, Jason aside and we're going to have a conversation about this and we'll, yeah. we'll join you in just a bit. I, I like that phrase, I got this, whoever is watching me and criticizing me. Um, you know, and it takes some work for us to get to a point where we feel confident that we've got it, which which makes me realize, even as we're talking about this, that one of the best ways we can prepare to be with our our extended family who might be critical during the holidays uh, is to just be really thoughtful of the nature of parenting we're doing and putting words to it mm-hmm. and giving voice to it. Because when we're under the microscope of that pressure, uh, it provides a really good opportunity for us to sharpen the things we're growing in. Right. So that can just be anything from, you know, just having some key phrases in your mind as you leave for the holidays to bringing along one of our refrigerator magnets or a diagram that you've printed off our website um, to be able to walk parents through what you're doing and why. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes just visualizing that framework can be super helpful. We know Mm -hmm. of one family where uh, the grandparents and all the siblings took the um, Discipline Connects online course. Yeah, grandma bought it for for her four grown kids for, for... So two generations of, of that family are all learning this framework together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I still am, am sort of stuck in this tension about, about the parent who just is, is really not safe to be with. So if your assessment is that it's just too hard, there's too much toxicity um, between you and your parents or your extended family, uh, Certainly that might be time for for a family to take a break from a holiday or two. Right. And you can start that by just trying a little shorter holiday and setting some really clear boundaries like, Mom and Dad, I appreciate so much your concern for my kids, but if there's anything difficult that happens, please just come get me right away and we'll relieve you of that. Uh, discipline obligations so you can really connect well with kids. And then you watch and see if they follow that boundary. 
And if it doesn't doesn't work, then that really gives you impetus to go, you know what, we just need to take a break. Mm -hmm. Our family's in kind of a tough spot these days. We're just going to, it's so stressful on the kids to travel and be in large groups. We're going to work on our own for a year or two, and and then we'll re-engage at the right time. Yeah, we know families that have have just decided, you know, we'll go for dinner and and for the little bit of time afterwards, but we're not going to stay late. Uh, And... (laughs) Not remarkably, sometimes when it's late is when a lot of the the tiredness and the mm-hmm. too much to eat and the maybe too much to drink and you know whatever sorts yeah, right. of stuff starts to pile up and create pressure. And so families just create a boundary. We're only going to be there for dinner and and a quick present opening afterwards or quick conversation afterwards. But we want to get the kids home and get them to bed at a reasonable hour. Right. And other families do take a break for a year yep. or two. Yep. Until they can really solidify um, how they're parenting and their kids start mm-hmm. being a little less stressed. Yeah. So if if we're a family that is able to talk about things with our parents and uh, we want to do some things ahead of time, I know we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, but what are some other ways that you think of have been helpful for parents to talk with their parents about the changes they're making? Well, to be able to share a few incidences when. Their parenting was really helpful in bringing out a child's capability and responsibility because that's what grandparents are often the most interested in. And if you can show a time when your kids or share a time when your kids truly reconciled and their hearts reconnected and you sense that growing responsibility and you can sort of share that little anecdote is this is what we're working towards. It doesn't always work this way, but this is our goal. And we really want kids who have wisdom uh, in growing strongly in their lives instead of just waiting for the next consequence. Yeah, and what I'm hearing kind of between the lines of what you're saying is something I really like, which is it's about kind of being very intentional about the nature of storytelling and conversations you have with parents before the holiday ever arrives. Yeah, yeah, for and, sure. And, 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 you know, Mom, I just want to tell you something. Dad, I've been, I was working with my son on on respect. And I know respect is important to you. And, and we had this blowout in the garage over a tool or whatever it might be. And, and, you know, I was inclined to yell at him like I've done before. And then he feels ashamed and cries and goes off to his room. And I thought I was toughening him up, but I was actually kind of building his resentment. And I decided to do it a different way. And, and what I did was I put my hands on my hips and I, I looked at him and I said, you know what just happened here? And of course my dad's waiting for me to hear the story. And how does the story go? That was a mistake, wasn't it? And what have we learned around here about making our mistakes right when we make them? And darn if my boy didn't pick up the mess that he'd made and start to try to figure out how to fix the piece that he'd broken. And I could see that he was remorseful and he was repentant. And I was able to pat him on the back and I say, yeah, that's what we do around here. We make things right that we've made wrong. And we don't have to feel bad about making mistakes. Mistakes happen to all of us. But we make things right when we make mistakes here. And he looked at me and he seemed proud to be trying to put this all back together. And when we tell stories like that to our parents that are maybe so mm-hmm. different than how they think about things, it helps them understand, A, that we've got a new way of thinking right. that's a little different than what they thought about, and B, that it works. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's ultimately right. I think our parents do care that how we're parenting works. Yep. And it's and going to help with their grandparents, or their grandkids. Yeah. And they've got their opinions about what makes it work. But um, our opinion of their opinion is that that's not totally right. And so <laughs> we have a different way. And the best thing we can do is tell them some stories about how what we're doing works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And another thing that sometimes helps grandparents is to, to see, uh, you know, if you really understand the gift gone awry concept that we talk about, uh, is to just share... Um, 
a time when your child used a gift in a not so helpful way, but then that same gift was used in a really helpful way. So um, coached with these parents this morning, their child can be kind of aggressive, but this very intense, passionate uh, personality also shows up in really intense compassion. And she prayed for her little sister who was scared over the phone. And this was a, a seven-year-old or six-year-old. Um, so to show, boy, this little kiddo has big feelings and sometimes they come out in not so good ways, but I'm seeing this growing in their lives. Mm -hmm. um, that can be a helpful thing as well yeah, for grandparents. A, a lot of parents have talked about this idea and we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes about this idea called the gift gone awry, Lynn mentioned. Um, when does our child use something that they're strong at in an inappropriate, dishonoring way, and how can we reposition that strength for honor, for good, and then tell stories about that. And, and parents are often, of all generations, pretty blown away when they see this, this amazing principle in action. Right, and really, we're doing that for our parents when we say, you know, I just know that you love our kids so much and I so appreciate it, and so we wanna equip <laughs> you to be able to do that in the most helpful way, knowing that they're yep. gift is coming out, this gift of that love is coming out awry a little bit. So for the most part, we've, we've sort of covered, you know, what, what do our parents need and how can we deliver that to them? What do we need in terms of setting good boundaries and growing in confidence and communicating well? Um, I also want to take a little bit of time to just talk about how we set our kids up to, to do their best in this, in, in this environment where we know we may be getting criticized. Our family is kind of under the microscope and I'm hesitant to even talk about it because at some level, uh, I don't want to make the kids responsible for all this adult stuff that's going on and feel like they have to bear the burden of mom and dad's struggle with their mom and dad's. But at the same time, it's human, it's real life. Uh, and so I think giving some sort of voice to it and helping our kids understand what's going on and their part in it is appropriate. But what, what are some ways, Lynn, that you've discovered in your coaching with parents that have helped them set their kids up in this kind of an environment um, to just own a little higher sense of responsibility and maybe not get drawn so much into the chaos that leads to the confrontations in the first place? Right. Well, we do have some blog posts about that to go into more depth um, that we'll put in the show notes. But but just basically thinking through what are the big challenge areas and the glitches? Is it mealtime? Is it present opening? Is it when it gets too late? Um, and problem solving those ahead of time with kids, making a game plan for them to mm -hmm. do their best and feel their best, get the rest they need. Um, you know, just to be equipped, one mom even sort of role played present opening with her son to help him remember, open the gift, stop, <laughs> look and say yeah. thank you, and then get the next gift. Yeah, because grandparents want to be thanked, yeah. and that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And if they don't get thanked, they feel bad. And then if they feel bad, the way they let us know they feel bad isn't always as honoring and respectful as it might be. Right. And talking about true gratitude in the process, of yeah. course, not just teaching it. So it's less about, uh, what I hear you saying is really less about caretaking a grandparent who isn't going to do this right, right, and more about just prepping a child well to go into difficult environments uh, and self-regulate and, yep. and have the skills they need to navigate the increased complexities and stresses of holiday situations. Yeah, and teaching them if they start to feel kind of uncomfortable to come and get you and you can take a break and go find someplace quiet. Um, so just problem solving those challenges and mm -hmm. helping your child to self-advocate for what they need in the midst mm -hmm. of kind of the craziness. 
that's what you can do ahead of time related to sort of their behavior there. But then you can equip them to just understand, you know, sometimes families get tense and it's a little cranky. And sometimes grandma and grandpa kind of get a little upset with how things go. And sometimes and... daddy gets a little <laughs> upset with how things go. Yep, yep. <laughs> and does that mean that grandma and grandpa don't love us? And, you know, what does that mean about mm. you? What's the truth about you mm -hmm. if grandma or grandpa comes down hard on you yeah. for something? You know, you're still loved, you're still valuable. If it, if you feel really bad, you can come to me and I'll help you talk to grandma and grandpa. Um, but, you know, but but it's, it's yeah. holidays are gonna have ups and downs and it's all gonna be okay. And we can talk about it afterwards mm -hmm. and you're still loved. Yeah, that's really about just bringing God's grace into yep. the mix of our humanness in all of this because we, we, I'm gonna fail as a dad, you're gonna fail as a mom, yep. my parents are gonna fail, my aunt and uncle. They're, they're, they're probably just going to stand outside and wonder what the heck is going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are going to have meltdowns. Uh, and so, God's grace is good yeah, over all of it. Yeah. And so then how can we bring that sense of grace, even if the conflict happens? Because I know, especially early on, when I would sense that things, that I was getting criticized, I would bristle. God's grace would go out the window as my defensiveness <laughs> rose. And I was going to, you know, figure out how to go toe to toe with my parents in a way that not graced them but that beat them somehow and i mean again that's back to that part of just recognizing what's in my own heart mm -hmm. but what do we need to do to bring god's grace into this um for ourselves for our kids for anybody that's trying to help us with our kids and kind of get beneath the surface of the tactics they use to get our kids to do what they want to do or to get us to get our kids to do it and to understand you know what dad i can see mom i know you want me to raise respectful responsible grandkids and that's what I want to do. I want to raise respectful, responsible kids. And how I'm going about it might be a little different than you, but I'm glad we at least agree about respect and responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so thanks for the support there. Why don't you let me know again if you have some ideas and and I'm going to let you know if, if I'm going to put those in place or not. But I always appreciate your willingness to raise respectful, responsible grandkids. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the bottom line for us in this whole thing is to just get beneath uh, all of the actions that we that we interpret and that we see and that people do the way we think they should or don't think they should and bring God's grace into the mix. Amen. So that's all we have for this topic. You yeah. have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. And uh, look forward to talking to you at our next podcast. Was this podcast helpful? Please rate and review so others can find us more easily. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We will be launching a five-part series for dads in January. Find more information at connectedfamilies.org.